Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 441. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating Concours in the Hills and talking to sponsors of this spectacular event that takes place on February 13th in Fountain Hills, Arizona. You can learn more about this event at www.concourinthehills.org. Never turn in too early. Take your time. Most corners are late apex corners. Be analytical about things. Be patient when needed. When you're in a little later, you can get on the throttle earlier. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Kai Goddard. Kai, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am buckled up. I don't have a helmet on, but I've got a, a pair of racing gloves on, some shoes, and I'm sitting in a uh, my office chair, which just happens to be a a racing seat. So I'm ready. <laughs> Very cool. That sounds awesome. Well, I'll keep it between the lines and out of the ditch today, I promise. Kai Goddard is the Director of Business Development and Marketing and the lead professional driver at Indy Motorsports in Wilcox, Arizona. He has 21 years of experience racing sports cars and as an accomplished endurance racer with Ford, Lexus, BMW, and other marks. He's raced short track stock cars and open wheel formula cars, Kai's been driving professionally since 2002 with all auto manufacturers, launch events, press reveals, live stunt shows, and car commercials. He was an instructor at Skip Barber, an AMG driving academy, and his father, Jeff Goddard, was a former two-time world superstock champion and former factory BMW touring car driver. Indy Motorsports is also a proud sponsor of Concord in the Hills that takes place this weekend in Fountain Valley, Arizona. So, Kai, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your career and, of course, your passion for driving, racing, and automobiles? Uh, sure. Thank you. I think my passion for racing started as a kid. My father was, a, again, as you mentioned, it is a two-time world champion, did a lot of racing in Europe. He got offered an opportunity to race in South Africa at nice. Kailami, the old Kailami, back in the day. As a driver out there... He did well and also fell in love with the country. So I was born in South Africa and grew up in a racing family there while my dad was racing. Oh, fun. Yeah. When my uh, my parents actually got divorced, my stepfather managed the Nissan rally team. So 
in between the two, I was always sneaking rides in uh, BMW race cars, Group N cars with my dad. And then if I was with my stepdad, I was hiding out in Group B rally cars. Oh, my gosh. You <laughs> talk about a life or a childhood around race cars. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, it, it was unbelievable. And they were also rival teams or uh, manufacturers. So mm-hmm. as uh, I was well aware of that kind of fact as a kid, I, I immigrated to England. We moved to Canada, uh, eventually to the Detroit area where um, I pursued my own racing at the age of 18 mm-hmm. uh, at Waterford Hills Raceway in Michigan is where I started racing. And I, you know, I never really looked back racing Formula Vs in the SCCA ranks, some short track stock car type stuff at Toledo Speedway and Auto City Speedway in Flint. It all slowly started progressing from there to a point at which in 2002, I started working with automotive manufacturers doing press reveals and product launches and ride and drives. The next step or evolution in racing really came from working at racing schools uh, where you meet the right types of people. Mm -hmm. uh, And then you start climbing the ladder from that point onward and upward as well. So I've been a a very lucky guy. I've had a great career. Certainly uh, found a lot of inspiration in what my dad was doing, what he'd accomplished. Met a lot of people here in the U.S. that really meant as much to me um, as my my dad did in terms of racing. Yeah. Well, you've been one lucky guy. And we're going to learn a lot more about you and, of course, Indy Motorsports as we move through our talk. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, I know you love to drive. So, Kai, take the wheel. Yeah, I think um, one of the quotes is uh, something I'd learned from my dad, again, um, who's a very uh, adventurous person who just thrives on living life to the greatest. But he'd always told me that great love and great success always come at great risk. Mm. (laughs) And I've always remembered that term. And I've always felt that way. You know, another thing I always really try to do is make sure that I'm always surrounding myself with the right people, the types of people that are always positive, you know, and don't have a negative thought in their brain and just always want to kind of mission forward, right? Keep their right foot to the firewall and keep going. Yeah, you know, we are the culmination of the people we surround ourselves with. And uh, you surround yourself with positive, inspirational people and uh, preferably people that are better than you so you can learn from them versus the alternative. And, and life just seems to get better and better. Yeah, I think so. You know, you can always be better. At the end of every day, I always try and think of what I'd learned that day, you know, what can be done better the next day. But uh, back to what I said, I I think it really starts with uh, making sure that uh, the group of people around you are always very positive and engaging and that no one has a negative or bad thing to say. I think that's always been good for me. Very nice. Very nice. Well, you talked about being a very fortunate young man growing up in a family around racing. Could you share with us a story that instigated your passion for cars? It started really young, I'm sure. But is there a pivotal moment in your life when you said, you know what, I'm a car guy too? Yeah, there was a moment. It was in 1993. And I was there at Sebring for the uh, Firestone Firehawk Championship. So I had just graduated high school and I scored a job on the pit crew for the team that actually won the GS Championship that year. Mm Mm-hmm. And in between races, I had a little bit of time to myself. So I went and sat in turn one at Sebring, and it was absolutely pouring rain. And it was for the uh, Bridgestone Supercar Championship. Mm. I sat there and watched Hans Stuck basically march through the field in a Brumos Porsche in the pouring <laughs> rain. And you know Sebring in the rain, there's like giant puddles oh, of water. Oh, yes. It's treacherous. I mean, having driven it myself in the wet uh, years later, but uh, 
I remember sitting there and I had goosebumps and I was in awe of what Hans Stuck did, who actually knows my father. I got some good stories about those two guys, but um, cool. I was just enamored with what he did. And I just remember sitting there and I was like, you know, I don't want to do anything other than drive race cars. <laughs> so it was actually that moment and that guy, Hans Stuck, who was uh, obviously amazing, right? So it was pretty cool. You know, that's a wonderful story. I have a lot of guests that Say, well, it just kind of evolved my passion for cars. But to have that memorable moment in your life, and especially with somebody as outstanding as Hans Stuck and someone who knows your father and getting involved in racing, what a wonderful memory. Thanks for sharing that. Kai, I would love to take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk a bit about a huge challenge, or better yet, a big, big, huge failure that you've faced along the way. But the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that situation? What did it teach you? Big failure. That's a that's a tough one. I was actually trying to prepare myself for that question. Um, I think it was along the lines of aligning myself with the wrong people, or having the wrong expectations, or um, maybe not having um, the right types of advice when I really needed it, mm. and not knowing how to find it myself. So, obviously, my my father was a huge inspiration. I never really actually got to grow up with him. Right? He was always there and was a hero of mine. I think when I started racing at 18, I was um, fast, but I was very uh, raw and somewhat unrefined, right? So mm, yeah. at times I could be fast. I struggled with consistency. I think some people who knew who my dad was were like, yeah, he's fine. You know, For me, I, I had just wished that I had looked for uh, the kind of help I wanted at a very early age. I was just kind of fumbling around the first few years. So I wouldn't call that a failure. I would call it more of a learning curve, but it took those early years for me to realize that to be successful, finding the right types of people and aligning yourselves with the right like-minded people and getting the right help was important. So that's the takeaway here for our listeners is if you're young and you may have talent, you may be very good at what you're doing, but you can always be better. The key, at least the key for you is to align yourself with the right people and make sure that you asked questions and acknowledge the fact that you could improve and you had to improve. Would that be right? Yeah, I would say that. And I think I was also probably lost in the romance of racing and maybe didn't realize that even back then, it's as much a business as it is a sport nowadays. Oh, you know? so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it takes a lot of discipline. I had to learn that one the hard way, too. Yeah, yeah, I had Patrick Long here on the show last month, and he talked about that when he was 16, going off to Europe and having to leave all of his friends and family and living with some other drivers and trying to figure out how to cope with that and realizing that racing was a business and you know doing it at such a young age 16 or 18 in your case there's a lot for young people to learn so you shared some really valuable uh advice bombs there as i like to say yeah no there's a ton especially when it's unchaperoned right when you're just on your own oh gosh even more so yes yeah. uh, even at, at 16 of course and 18 and even 20 uh we all need some guidance and discipline in our lives that's for sure Yep. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story. When you had a, a career aha moment, I like to say it's when the headlights came on and illuminated your way for this new direction you had in your life, your business, your career. Tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success. You know, the along the lines of, again, the right people and always being optimistic. I, I think having looked through your website and looked at the great people you've interviewed, one of them is one of the most influential people in my life. And that was uh, Andy Pilgrim. Oh, cool. I, yeah. I, I would, I would say he was a part of my uh, aha moment. It was uh, at most sport a very long time ago when he was racing with Corvettes. Mm -hmm. um, 
I was in and out of racing and, you know, when I wasn't racing, I was always at the races, kind of uh, trying to stay in the community by doing uh, pit crew work with Porsche teams and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was one afternoon at uh, Mosport, he sat me down and kind of talked through some things and he really uh, was able to cheer me up and keep me very motivated and made some phone calls that really did some great things for me. So I would say one of my aha moments was a bit of a revelation, but it also came with his help. Andy is such an awesome guy. You know, I mean, he was a consummate businessman early in his years. and then he, Huge, yeah. Yeah, very successful and very wise and then started racing. And so is there one maybe key thing that Andy shared with you that day that just really stands out in your mind? There was. I, at the time, thought that for sports car racing or endurance racing that maybe I was getting too old. And I remember him saying that uh, that he didn't make it in professional racing until he reached his 30s. Yeah. <laughs> which for me was uh, one thing that really uh, cheered me up, right? Yeah. And, you know, I, I'd met him in 1993 when I was in high school. It was the year I graduated high school. Traveled the uh, entire IMSA series that year with him. And really got to know him, did some private testing with him at Moroso, which is now West Palm Beach, mm-hmm. and watched him do some amazing things with production cars like uh, Vipers and Corvettes. And I've never met anyone as consistent as that guy is. And I, yeah, he's, yeah, it's huge. He's a great guy. He's driving uh, for Team Cadillac and he's started the traffic safety education to help young people drive better, be safer in cars. So what a nice mentor to have. Oh, yeah. You're very, very fortunate. Now, let's talk a little bit about proudest career moments. Is there one in particular that stands out for you? I'd say so. In uh, in 2011, I got asked to drive in the 25 hours of Thunder Hill in a Ford GT Mm. with uh, some wonderful people and great friends, uh, Tommy Dreesey, Steve Tarpley, Dave Smith, uh, Jared Thompson. I would say that's a proud moment on many levels because, A, it's an incredible car and was the favorite to win that race. One of my loves is sports car racing. And when you throw a cast of characters together like that, uh, some of whom are just some of my very, very closest friends, uh, on many levels, that was a pretty, pretty proud moment. I'll bet. uh, It was cool. (laughs) Sounds fun. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Great track, too. That's a fun track. I've had the pleasure of driving on that track. It's really cool. Yeah. You should do it in the dark, in the fog. (laughs) I've not done that. No. My skill levels are nowhere near yours, so I think I'll (laughs) stick to a nice, clean, dry day. Thank you very much. Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special car? And if you want to talk about your first special race car, that would be fine, too. And maybe share a memory you have with that vehicle. Yeah. My first special race car would have been a, a Formula V. I would call those cars special on many levels. You know, as a kid, you are uh, you feel invincible because it's your first ride and it's your it's an open wheel car, right? So yeah. I had a good time with those. I loved how they were momentum cars. They didn't have a ton of horsepower, but um, it taught you to be very brave at, <laughs> at times and also taught you to keep your momentum up. Yeah. And again, I was surrounded by good people and a lot of people that were helping me out at a young age. So I would still say those cars are very, very special to me. Every time I see them, they're somewhat nostalgic to me. Yeah, they are. I race vintage cars up here in the Northwest with Sovereign, and there was a really big group of Formula V drivers, and I was driving a Lotus 18, a 1960 vintage race car, same kind of thought process, momentum car, for sure, not a lot of horsepower. And watching those Formula Vs go around, they were just, it looked like they were having a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, and the races were always packed. I mean, there's... 
I remember uh, going down to mid Ohio once to go watch the runoffs. And I think there was like 70 formula V's <laughs> in one race in mid Ohio. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, amazing. Very, very cool cars. You know, for those listeners out there that not are not real familiar with Formula V, can you real quickly describe what that vehicle is? Yeah, it's a it's an open wheel race car. They had very narrow, slick tires on them, low horsepower VW motor, no wings, so very little aero. I think a lot of people are used to Formula Fords. It's right. just maybe a step below Formula Fords, but with slick tires on. Yeah, them. kind of shorter wheelbase and uh, definitely a momentum car that you want to. Kind of slide through the corners in and uh, throttle steer, and uh, but they're they're a lot of fun for sure. Uh, yeah, big time. <laughs> now, how about a car that you've let go? Is there a car you've owned that you've sold that you really wish you could have back in your garage? To be honest, no. I mean, every uh, I've never m- not really been um, too attached to any of them. Uh, I've always been more excited about what's around the corner, what's the next car, what's the next, next. Yeah, what, what can I drive next? How about a race car that you drove in your past that you really wish you could jump back into and have some more fun in? Yes. So SCCA had a class, uh, they still do, it's called American Sedan. And uh, there was a gentleman named Bob Feehan. You may know that name. Mm-hmm. I think he's uh, brothers with Doug Feehan. Mm-hmm. He had a American Sedan Pontiac Firebird back in the day that was Mobile One, a Magna Mobile One with a Pegasus on it. Yeah. He threw me in that car for one race, and I loved it. I only got to race it once, but if there were any uh, race car I'd want to drive again, it would probably be that one. It was cool. <laughs> it sounds really fun. Well, let's talk about today. I would love for you to share with our listeners Indy Motorsports, what you're doing there. Tell us about the track. Tell us about what happens there. I know you guys are a sponsor of the Concord in the Hills, which is doing an awesome job. The, the event's coming up this weekend in Fountain Valley, and they raise money for the Boys and Girls Club yeah. You know, I think it's interesting the journey that life takes you on, you know, all the racing and working with manufacturers and all of this um, has led me to uh, where I, you know, intend on finishing out my career. And I'm really lucky to be a part of it. Indy Motorsport Ranch is a private members only uh, resort and racetrack that's about an hour east of Tucson in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I usually explain it as, you know, we have a 1700 acre five-star golf resort (laughs) but instead of teeing off on the golf course you basically hop in your ferrari challenge car and go and attack our 2.75 mile racetrack nice it's 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 an amazing place it's all inclusive we all have all the right amenities casitas chefs we have a 3800 foot long faa private runway a coaching program and racing school that i run and that we're very proud of private members only garages lounges bars the list just goes on and on residential subdivision to build a uh, vacation home it's a it's a cool place they've been supportive of my uh, career in racing the past five or six years Mm -hmm. but had an opportunity to go full-time with them in july of last year how fun what an awesome place now tell us a little bit about what you get to do there i have a very lucky role there so i i run the uh marketing for the facility and uh, I'm a part of the business development. I'm also the lead professional driver. I have caught myself on occasion calling myself the ambassador of fun <laughs> for Indy. Uh, it's, it's easy to do, but um, I have to pinch myself every time I go there. It's uh, a phenomenal facility. We have a wonderful uh, staff there and the list of members that we have are, are amazing. Yeah. Some are close friends. 
it's a very, very cool place, and we'd love to have you out there. You need to see it. Oh, absolutely. I'm ready to go. I'll uh, <laughs> fire up the jet. Wait, I don't have a jet. Well, I can get there anyway. I know some some friends that have airplanes, so we can yeah. get out there and uh, fly in and have some fun. But it sounds like an absolutely fabulous place. You guys have an awesome website, and I'll make sure that's listed on your show notes page so listeners can go. Yeah, I can go and check that out. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Kai. If you were a car or a race car, what kind would you be and why? I would be an IMSA GTP car from the the early 90s because they were brutally fast, raw, had incredible grip, and um, I was enamored with them as a kid. (laughs) Obviously, they got rid of them, but uh, I think that would be the car I would be. Yeah, those were fun to watch run. That's an awesome uh, class of cars. Very, oh, yeah. very awesome, wicked cars, man. Yeah, we, uh, we have some members in Indy who have them. So every time I know there's one at the track, I'm sort of readily available yeah. waiting my turn. Yeah, I'd be I, happy I to well. be happy to help you with the setup on that car. Just let me jump in and take some laps, and I'll I'll let you know how it's doing. So yeah, I mean those those cars are amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Great choice. Great choice. Well, Kai, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Kai, we're back and we're entering the last lap. You're a racer. You know what that means. The white flag is out. Time to put our foot into it, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? You go for it. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't mean to struggle with that one. I've had so many, you know, good and bad <laughs> pieces pieces of advice. Can we come back to that one? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask okay, you that sorry. one again. That's okay. No worries. Yeah, <laughs> it's the beauty of editing. <clears throat> What's the best automotive or racing advice you've ever received? Never give up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to jump in here because I have interviewed so many racers, and there is the racing mantra. Every single one has said the same thing. It's so so important in life, but in racing too, right? Uh, Absolutely. It's uh, it's not over until it's over. There's yeah, keep fighting. Just keep fighting. Well, after watching the Daytona 24 last weekend, you know, you saw that with, I mean, it came down to the wire. So, uh, yeah, never, never, ever give up, to quote uh, Winston Churchill poorly. Exactly. <laughs> Paraphrased him a little bit there. <laughs> that was a good race. How's that after 24 hours? Oh, my gosh. It's just incredible. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? I would say uh, remaining again, remaining positive and always being optimistic and not trying to uh, dwell on the negative because it really, I mean, there's a lesson learned there, but it really doesn't, for me, go beyond that. You know, you, you learn your lesson, you go on and keep it positive. And- yeah, you know, I see a trend here with your lifestyle and I love it. And there's a great quote by the great Ayrton Senna that I really love. The past is just data. 
I only see the future. Yeah, you know what? That's uh, there's another one of my heroes, and uh, I bet I love these quotes. I've actually not heard that one, and I'm writing it down right now. Yep, that one's on my business cards. I love that quote. It's one of my favorites. No, I was gonna say that. I just have I have his helmet on my desk here. Do you really? Oh my god! Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, he was one awesome guy. Yeah. Would you share a book that you've read in the past that you think the Car Show listeners would really enjoy? One of the books. It's actually not automotive related, but it's that's uh, okay. Chuck- Chuck Yeager's autobiography. Oh is, yes, uh, incredible, and I've I've read it many times. I read it a lot as a kid, but I think a lot of who I hope I am is mm-hmm. uh, parts of Chuck Yeager as well, and so I love that book. Yeah, great autobiographies are awesome. Really enjoy them, listening to how people got to where they they got. So you can lot lot of lessons to learn there. Well, listeners, you can enjoy and find all these links that Kai's been so kind to share at carsyeah.com slash Kai Goddard. His name is spelled K-A-I-G-O-D-D-A-R-D. And there's another great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where this book and all the other past guest books are listed for a quick, easy click to buy. All right, Kai, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car or collector race car in your garage, but don't worry about the price because I'm going to buy you whatever you want. In fact, I'll even buy you a little casita and garage out there at indy motorsport park for you to put it all in since we're playing fantasy cars today what would that one vehicle be and why you might know the answer to this already <laughs> but it, uh, it would be a, a gtp race car gtp race car now yeah. is, is there one in particular that a livery driver car that really stands out yeah any one of those rothman's porsches oh yeah you, you gotta love i remember uh the Toyota race cars from the early 90s, mm-hmm. love those with uh, Fangio, right? And um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> PJ Jones. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, one of those would be nice. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't want one of those sitting at home? Uh, yeah, well, GTP race car, very, very cool. I love vintage race cars. That's going to be fun for me to go out and find you one of those. Uh, awesome, awesome cars. And I hope you get to uh, strap yourself into one of those and take some laps one of these days. That'd be really yeah. fun. Well, Kai, you have taken me on an awesome ride around the track today. I knew you would as a driver's coach, and I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you rip off down the racetrack in that Porsche GTP car? Yeah, I think never turn in too early. (laughs) I love it. Take your time. Most corners are late apex corners. Yes, Take yep. your time, uh, be analytical about things, uh, be patient when needed. But when you're in a little later, you can get on the throttle earlier. Absolutely. Great advice from a great driving coach. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and Indy Motorsport? If you go to IndyMotorsportRanch.com, so I-N-D-E, Motorsports with an S.com, that's uh, where I can be found most of my time. Um <laughs> I would head straight there. There's plenty of information, and there's information on our coaching program there as well. Absolutely. It's a great website. I encourage our listeners to check it out. Again, you can find links to everything Kai shared with us today on his very own show notes page at carsyad.com. And don't forget to check out the Concord in the Hills that's taking place this weekend in Fountain Valley, Arizona. Plan on attending if you're anywhere in the area. And uh, I know that you guys are going to have – are you going to have a display there, a booth of some kind? Uh, We will. We'll have a 10 by 10 tent up. Awesome. Uh, we're partnered with a few other uh, great companies. We should have uh, some Ariel Adams there, a nice. CTSV uh, coaching car that we use 
hopefully a couple other wonderful sports cars. We don't know yet. Yeah. But that's half the fun of these events. We're uh, kind of putting together our display right now. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Well, and if you can't be in Arizona, go to concourinthehills.org and check it out. Uh, but if you can uh, if you can make it, go to this event. It's going to be fantastic. You can say hi to Kai and all the other great people that are going to be there. Kai, thanks again for being so generous with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and with the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.